Welcome to the first ever Chew on This Reminisces on Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. So our reminiscing episodes, we thought it'd be cool to just go back and reminisce about movies that we loved. <laughs> um, and this this popped up. Why? I can't remember why we thought this. Uh, well, for one thing, I think this is the 20th year anniversary of this movie. Okay. And it just kind of came up in conversation. Um and then we thought, shit, we haven't watched this movie in a really long time, and it's one of our favorites. So we started talking about the movie, and then we said, whoa, 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 don't, stop talking about it. Let's just watch it, yeah. and then we'll re- and then we'll reminisce on our podcast. We thought that's a great idea. So anyway, this is a new segment. This is our first ever reminisce, and so this is chew on this reminisces on Austin Powers, their international man of mystery. So when this movie came out, it, it didn't really do well in the box office at all. No, I think it, it topped out at like around what fifty million. But then, right, that was where the where DVDs became really popular. Started to, yeah, yeah, um, because I remember this was one of the first DVDs I bought. I think I bought like the James Bond one, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, or something like that. And then I bought uh, this one, and then countless others like Fifth Element and whatnot. But um, <clears throat> this movie, I mean, interestingly enough, was. Uh, Let's see, Mike Myers had already been on SNL for a while, and, and he made it big with Wayne's World and all that stuff. And um, one of my other favorite movies of his is uh, So I Married an Axe Murder because it's just it's super silly. But this movie was really funny because it's like this, t- this ultra-funny take on James Bond. But with his flavor, I mean, he I think he grew up in Canada, but he had like – he had a lot of British like influences, and so there's a lot of Benny Hill in this. There's a lot of James Bond references, um, but uh, and, and it's just it's really silly, and it doesn't apologize for it. It's extremely funny. Um, so we actually just watched this together not that long ago. So what are some of the things that really stood out for you when you first watched this movie? All the stupid quotes I used to fucking say in everyday life. <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, what's the other one? First, I plan to soil myself. Self. Then come up and think and come up with a new plan. <laughs> <laughs> or the, I mean, we've done this one before. Please allow myself. To introduce <laughs> myself. myself. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a lot of quotable lines in this movie. <clears throat> There's really nothing really like it. The, the comedy comes at you in a different way. Um, what again stands out about this movie is that there, there was really nothing like it around this time. Frame. No, and there wasn't. It's not like a, <coughs> I don't know if you could even say a parody or something, but it's like um, it is. It is like well, it, sat- in a way, but it's not like the Zucker Brothers no. doing Airplane or Naked Gun, where it's completely over the top silly. Um, it has its moments where it's a little over the top, but it makes fun of the spy genre. You know, it just it kind of pokes fun. Yeah, at but it. not in the Zuckerberg way. Exactly, or Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Think, I don't think Facebook was, wasn't even come in his yeah, <laughs> scrotum yeah. at that point. Um, <laughs> but I, what's really cool about this movie? I mean, like I said, it it really um, it makes fun of, or it takes the the Benny Hill stuff, like the the dance sequences, like out of no, like the very beginning. I think of each Austin Power movie has some sort of like big dance number, uh-huh. um, and this one kind of starts that off with the with the dance number. Um, 
the other thing that I noticed uh, from this movie is that he he uses the same James Bond mold in that um, he has a different female for every uh, for every movie. And in this movie, he actually ends up having two because in the '60s he was uh, hanging with uh, uh, oh, what what was her name now? Oh my god, I can't remember the agent's name. But anyway, it's played by Mimi Rogers, looking like really good in that like black leather suit, kind of like. But well, he never Peele. gets with her though. No, 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 he never does. Right. But it, but I, well, yeah, I mean, ultimately the female lead is uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. But but it what I like about the Austin Powers is like they went a step further to James Bond and they actually did like time traveling elements. Um, I think in this one there wasn't time travel, no. but it was uh, cryogenically frozen himself uh, <laughs> to go after Doctor Evil, which we found out. So we found out some tidbits today right. about uh, about Doctor Evil and where he came from, uh, the the character. Uh, but apparently, you know, and I think you were the, mentioned this that there was a long going feud. Uh, between uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, who they were both together uh, doing Wayne's World, and they were both on on Saturday Night Live. But I guess um, when Dana Carvey watched Austin Powers, he was like, this is eerily familiar. And basically it was like Dana Carvey had made fun of Lorne Michaels on SNL with the whole pinky up to the, up to the lip kind of thing and doing all this, like making fun of him. And when he watched Austin Powers, he saw Mike Myers do that. And he was like, wait a minute. And so there was kind of like this, uh, I don't know, it was really a quiet feud, though. But very little people knew about it. But last year, like around November, I think Dana Carvey was on a talk show. And the guy asked him about it. And he full on like explained that they had this feud. I just thought that was like, that blew my mind. I was like, whoa, no way. I didn't know freaking Garth and, and Wayne had like were like fighting and stuff. But... Um, what, so you remember a little movie called Demolition Man with yeah, uh, yeah, Sylvester yeah. Stallone? Yeah, and which is that? I mean, I, when we did our guilty pleasure movie podcast a long time ago, that would have been a guilty pleasure movie too, as well, because it's yeah. just it's cheesy as hell. Uh, I was but, actually on my list that it, we didn't, I didn't say. It oh, we didn't get it. to talk about. Oh shoot! Well, we'll have to talk about that. You know, spoilers next for that episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly for future episode. But at the very beginning of Austin Powers, they make fun of the cryo chamber. Um, they totally borrow it from Demolition Man. And as they're walking through the cryo chamber, you see, like, you know, what, Gary Coleman is frozen. Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. <laughs> and I guess freezing him until he becomes relevant again. Um, <laughs> but uh, then they had that, like, the the different stages of uh, of of thawing him. That was just, <laughs> you kind of knew after that, that you were in for like a really silly movie. Cause like the computer even says like, you know, start the hot goo stage and like he melts and then, you know, then it blow dries him. And of course he's got like yak hair or something on his <laughs> chest. I don't know what the hell that is. <clears throat> and then like, of course, Benny Hill always has a lot of peeing jokes. And so like, you know, he does like the whole peeing joke and, um, you were laughing. We were both laughing really hard when he he goes to get his effects. You know, <laughs> the penis pump, <laughs> <laughs> which which comes back like two or three different times. Yeah. Uh, it's like an ongoing joke. 
but it's so funny because he's like, you know, one Burt Bacharach album, one this, one that. And he's like, one Swedish penis pump. And he's like, that's not mine, baby. And he's like, one credit card receipt for a penis pump. And he's like, no, maybe that's not my bag, baby. And he's like, one book written by Austin Powers saying the penis pump is my bag, baby, by Austin Powers. <laughs> Right in front of the girl too, and she's just like, "Really?" <laughs> oh man, I I've forgotten how funny this movie is, and I again used to quote it all the time, <laughs> and I used to watch it all the time, and it's been a really long time since I've seen this movie, and watching it again, it's fucking brilliant. Doctor <laughs> Evil's great too. I didn't really realize it, and I'm so stupid. I didn't realize it till you pointed it out, but like Will Ferrell's in this movie. And his name is like Mustafa or something like yeah. that. And Vic, you go like you're like face. you're like he's a fucking Indian. He's like brown face. And I was like, shit, you're right. But he's only in it for like literally thirty seconds because he gets the he hits the button and he falls yeah. down the hole into the fire. I mean, he comes back as Will Ferrell comes back as a different henchman every time. I think in each movie. Uh, well, right? no, I think he does come back as Mustafa because the time traveling thing. He wasn't dead yet. Oh, I think maybe. in the second movie, he he falls off a cliff and breaks both his legs. <laughs> but in this movie, like, Dr. Evil hits a butt and he falls down the hole and gets burnt. And Dr. Evil is trying to continue the meeting. And all you hear is Will Ferrell's like, hello, I'm badly burned. Someone help me. <laughs> and he, like, he finally picks up the red phone. And he's like, will you do something about this? You hear a gunfire. And then he's like. Like, I can't believe you shot me. <laughs> <laughs> There's like all these long pauses in this movie and, and all these awkward moments. And then and they just continue on. It's fucking funny. Um, really super silly. But uh, <laughs> like they're introducing everyone around the round table. Like there's Patty O'Brien, which he's got the he's, <laughs> lucky charms. Don't mess with my lucky charms. Um, he's got Frau, Frau Verbissina who like yells out all the, the, every time she needs something done, she yells it. And then, um, and then the big guy that looks like odd job, they call him random task. <laughs> I love, I love like the subtle stupidity of certain parts in this movie. Like towards the end of the movie where he's in that like clear plastic suit and he puts his arms on his waist, but the whole suit moves up and he can't get the right pose no matter how he's standing. <laughs> and then because it's like it's like you're basically wearing like the the plastic covering the equivalent of like your grandmother's plastic covering on the couch <laughs> he goes to sit in that leather chair and he fucking slides right off of it. <laughs> or, or when he gives when he gives the cat to random task and because of the way he gave the cat to random task he's pulling his arm and the the, the chair that he's sitting in is actually on wheels and he pulls him off <laughs> pulls him off camera <laughs> So he's got to reel himself back. <laughs> so funny. Um, the other thing that they do really well in, in these Austin Powers movies is when they, they <laughs> the, the, the when he's nude, he always has these like product placements in the right spot so that you can't see his dick or his butt or something like yeah. that. So like you know, or even with with uh, I think with Elizabeth Hurley's character at the end, she's like picking up cantaloupes and they're perfectly right above her. Yeah. Right in front of her breasts. That's all like taken from Benny Hill. You know, all that stuff is taken from Benny Hill. And they do it even funnier, I think, in Spy Who Shagged Me. The whole opening sequence is like that. And then, of course, one of the things I really like about the Austin Power movies is that he always has a different um, like musical act, I think, in each movie. And so like this one, he had Burt Bacharach. And, um, you know, playing music. And he always introduces him. You know, so he breaks the fourth wall and introduces him and stuff like that. Um, 
the other thing in this movie <laughs> really made me laugh is every time he sees a He's like, you know, that's a man, baby. Like someone who looks like semi-male who's a female. He starts beating on him. <laughs> like Basil Exposition's, you know, mom. He's like, that's my mom. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, what are some of the things? Oh, oh. Um, one thing that was a little bit heartbreaking about the movie is that there is a scene in it, and I had completely forgotten. But Carrie Fisher is in this movie. And she plays like the therapist that is supposed to like try to help out Doctor Evil and Scott. Too. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's some, uh, he's. I think sometimes he's trying to kill me. And Carrie Fisher's like, no, no. It, sometimes it just feels like that. And Doctor Evil's like, no, no. I've been trying to kill him. He's, <laughs> he's pretty perspective. <laughs> <laughs> he's found to be pretty resilient. <laughs> well, and she like asks him. She's like, would you like? talk about a little bit about yourself. He's like, Oh, I don't think you want to go there. You know? And he's just like, you know, talking weird shit. Like my dad would say crazy things. Like he invented the question mark. (laughs) 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 Who invented the question mark? I always think of when somebody says something like that. I think, I don't know why I always think back to Roby and Michelle. Oh, when he invented the post-its, the glue and post-its. Yeah. And of course, Jean Garofalo is like smart. She's like, no, it was like yeah, yeah. such and such name in 3M. Um, you know, he'd say like in the springtime we'd make meat helmets. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? We get we'd wrap each other in burlap sacks and beat each other up for some shit. And then he's like, it's quite standard. It's quite standard. It's quite lovely. Yeah. Um, I, in every movie, he he makes it a point to say magma. I don't know why that's really? so funny. Yeah, because even movie? in the second, I, well, in the second movie, he's got the volcano hideout. Oh right. right I don't know right. if he says it in the third one, but he always says liquid hot magma. Um, always talks about sharks with freaking lasers on their heads, and um, uh, oh god, so in this movie's got like this pit. He's like, we're slowly gonna lower Austin powers into the pit and, and you know, it's an easily escapable situation, you know, and which is every like bad guy, every, like, every action movie you've ever seen. Oh yeah. They monologued too long, long enough for him to escape, you know, and, and Scott's the only voice of reason. He's just like, no, just fucking bust a cap in his head right now. Just kill him. <laughs> and he's like, leave the, leave the, you know, the evil business to me, kiddo. But like, he says what you know like um who's number two it's robert wagner yeah yeah. he's like um uh no we couldn't afford we couldn't get the the lasers on the sharks you know so well what do we have he's like we have uh um mutated sea bass or something like that he's like are they (laughs) ill-tempered he's like that's a start that's a start um and of course that's where he starts you know in every movie when he's around the round table and Scott's, Scott starts talking, he he does a shh, you know. And I think in the second movie it was Zip It, you know, ZipIt.com or some shit. What was the third? That was the third one was like Scotty Dune. Oh, right, know, right, something right, like right. that. Right, right. Um, and he always references like stuff that's already happened, you know. I, he does that a lot in Spy Shag Me with. Preparation H. He's like, we went through preparations A through G, and they were unsuccessful. But preparation H was successful. (laughs) So, on the whole, preparation H is pretty good. (laughs) This movie was so fun to watch. Like, I want to watch the second one right away. Yeah, actually, I mean, absolutely. Um, 
the the fucking the fembots were great. Um, you know, in every every action movie, you have like this bomb that's about to go off, and they always like hit it right when it says like one second or right. something like that. But in this movie, there's actually this huge like abort button on the wall. <laughs> he just jumps up and hits it. Yeah, what is it doing on like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like above the door frame. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like it was just taped on the wall. Like they didn't have much budget, you know, for this movie. It's pretty funny. Like it, the subtle things are the really funniest things in this movie. Like what was the one where uh he uh Dr. Evil kept asking for shit and asking for stuff and it wasn't they didn't have it or whatever. <laughs> and then he just like shit. Like it's just yeah. like the way he says shit is fucking funny as hell. <laughs> Well, he he leaves for thirty years, and when he like wakes up, his his empire is like making billions of dollars, <laughs> and he doesn't care. He's just like, you know, I just want to do evil. And and Robert Wagner's like, hey, you know, we're making all kinds of money. He's like, we this factory does this, this factory does that. He's like, this factory makes the model factories yeah. <laughs> that you see here. And he's like, great, great. He's like, let's let's do this, and and we'll ask for one million dollars. And he's like, that's not a lot of money. He's like. This factory alone makes $9 billion a year. <laughs> isn't, isn't like in one of the next ones where he just makes up a number and they laugh at him? He's that. like one gazillion, bazillion, zillion dollars. And they're all like, ah, oh, there's not enough. We don't even have enough money in the world. You know, and he's all laughing at him. Um, yeah, that was Tim Robbins playing the, yeah. uh, the president at that time. Um, yeah, when you're talking about subtle things, um, like when all the shit's hitting the fan and number two's trying to escape... He's got like this briefcase, and you can see like these legs hanging out of it, and the hair sticking out of it. He's like, yeah, (laughs) he's taking one home, (laughs) bringing home a sex doll. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, um, when when uh, when they're playing blackjack, and he holds on like seven or something like that. (laughs) Well, like the number two has that like. Yeah. red thing on his patch and he sees but he's, he's got like 21 right no no well, yeah he's got a 17 he's showing 17 but the card he's looking at with the x-ray says four and he's like hit me and the guy's like you want to hit on a 17 he's like yeah he's like i'm living dangerously or something like that <laughs> and like he gets a four and then austin Powers gets like a i don't know it was seven. like a, a two and a three or something yeah, he and he's like, like he's like hold and he's like what you should be hitting he's like i also like to live dangerously <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he fucking, fucking loses, loses all his money <laughs> <laughs> Which is the opposite of James Bond, you know? Yeah, because James Bond would have found a way to like either tie or win, or win, yeah, and, he, and he win big. <laughs> he just <laughs> loses a bunch of money. He thinks living dangerously <laughs> is to hold on like a five or seven. <laughs> Which came one of the funniest scenes in the movie right after that because he follows number two into the bathroom. And he's sitting, you know, and he doesn't see him. And then he like goes and he goes, ah, I got to go to the bathroom. So he goes and sits down and Tom Arnold is in the next stall next to him. And, 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 uh, the, wasn't he like an assassin trying to kill him or something like From that? From behind it was the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah. And of course, another Benny Hill type situation where he's yelling, oh, he's like just grunting and Tom Arnold's next door going, get a hold of that turd boy. It's <laughs> like, it, you're going to blow an O-ring out. You don't grunt so hard. <laughs> And then he dunk, he's like dunking him. And it Who does like number two work for? It sounds like he's taking like a nasty <laughs> shit. And Tar Model goes, hey, how about a courtesy flush? <laughs> he opens the stall door and he's like, Jesus, son, what did you eat? Uh, this is just a guy sitting in the so toilet. Stupid. <laughs> well, because like later on, instead of playing with words, they would do like 
like shadow puppetry and stuff. Like you would see them talking in the tent with the light on and it looks like they're doing horrendous shit. Like she's shoving a racket up his ass or like or you pull the racket out and pull the racket out. And potatoes are falling out <laughs> no, and they the, think he's taking a dump. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Balls. Yeah. It's so funny. Or like, Oh, that canister falls and opens up and all this gas comes out. It looks like he like farted or something like that. It's super funny. And they do it again, I think, in Goldmember. Um, yeah, they use uh, they use with mini me. He feels like a dick. <laughs> it was his arm, like, dun, 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 dun. like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like his dick was. Yeah, it looked like the dick was eating an apple. I've got to watch all these movies now. Oh my god, it, it's super funny. Um, some yeah, but. Uh, there was some really uh, a lot of silly things. Like one of the things that made me laugh was the super silly. He's like driving this little like cart, and he drops off the you know Elizabeth Hurley. And she's like, "You go there. I'll I'll go get Doctor Evil." And he's sitting in the cart, and he's trying to turn it around. And there's only enough space to literally. I mean, he's just like going forward and back and forward and back, and he's not getting anywhere. But it's so funny to watch. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you should have just got out and pushed it, you know? It just went in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, went... <laughs> it just went in reverse until yeah, it could fucking turn it. around. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so stupid. He gets, he gets stuck. totally stuck. And he... <laughs> <laughs> but... I wonder if they had to actually lower that vehicle into that spot. Because there's no way to actually get it into that spot. <laughs> no, there isn't. Because literally it's like an inch on either side. <laughs> and he's just going bam, bam, bam. Oh my god! It 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 just kills me thinking about it. It's so stupid. Um, they, that had to have been a fun set. I mean, I can't imagine like filming that movie and you're like the camera operator and you're not fucking dying. You're not peeing your pants watching that shit because you never see really Mike Myers break character. But I can imagine everybody else fucking dying off screen. Right. You know, watching how silly this shit is. Because, like you were saying before, I think off air is Doctor Evil's like the best character out of all, uh, uh, you know, out of the series. I mean, he just every movie he just tops himself, and he does like just the stupidest shit. Um, I think in the Spy Who Shagged Me, he actually like he goes back in time and gets it on with Frau Forbissena. That that part was so funny because he's like he drinks swigs out of that 40 and he spills it (laughs) he's like one for me and one for my homies that's uh (laughs) now let's get it on how seth how 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 scotty got yeah yeah yeah. he's like oh scott is this you know is the love child from them that's hilarious but um no it's the movie's still i mean it's 20 years old it still holds up and it's still kind of like it's a little bit depressing in that you really want an Austin Powers four. I mean, for the longest time, because I just, Scott finally takes over. Yeah, he finally takes over. He finally gets the lasers on the freaking, you know, on the, the lasers on the shark's head and all that shit at the end. Everything kind of comes full circle, but you never get to see him actually fight against, you know, Doctor Evil. But um, interestingly enough, you know, like I think Goldmember came out like like two thousand two or something like that, and I went to my very first Comic Con in two thousand five. And I met Seth Green, and um, I asked him. He worked for Top Cow at that time, or he was, like, working with them. He made the the freshman comic book, which is really awesome. 
God, I wish they would make a, a TV series, Netflix series out of, out of the freshman. It's ripe right now, you know, with all that superhero shit. And it's such a good story. But anyway, um, I asked Seth Green, you know, while he was autographing my comic book, I was like, dude, uh, any word on Austin Powers four? It's been like three years. And he's just like, no, we're just waiting on Mike Myers and the script. Like, that's all he said. And that's all he's been saying for the last 10 years. But there's been some rumblings, uh, recently, I think a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it kind of comes and goes, you know, Mike Myers is kind of one of these really weird, like he just, he he stops after this movie. Yeah. He just, he did the love guru, which was terrible. Um, the one thing I did laugh about that movie is Mariska Harkate Har- 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 kept saying that as like a chant. Mm-hmm. Mariska Harkate, who's on uh, Law and Order SVU. Yeah. And then like he actually runs into her in the movie. And he's like, Mariska Harkate. It was, it was pretty funny. I don't know. I guess that, that that was the one joke that semi paid off at the end. But Austin Powers, the jokes are like a mile a minute. And they do like kind of do throwbacks to some of the jokes um, and make them, makes the jokes even funnier. Like it's just a really well, clever uh, made comedy. And we were talking also offline about how this particular movie, um, it didn't do well in the box office, but when DVD came out, it became this huge, uh, a lot of people bought it. A lot of people followed it. And that made them make uh, the second one which made more money in the first weekend than the first one did completely. Um, do you remember the second movie, the the commercial for it? Like it was like a black chair and you and you see the back of the chair and you hear this like deep voice like that. And you're kind of thinking because 1999 was the year episode one came out. Yeah. And so there was like this weird trailer and you're like, what is this? Like, I don't think that can't be Star Wars. And then the thing, the chair turns around and it's Dr. Evil and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm I remember co- that trailer. Yeah, it was really it was funny. Trailer, and yeah. like. It surprised the hell out of me. I a was lot like, of what? people were playing off Star Wars that year. Yeah, but see, that's when the internet kind of really took off. Like those uh, movie, like Ain't It Cool News and and Coming Soon dot net. I think really like those all popped up. It was Dark Horizon. Dark Horizon. Yeah, all that year just started popping up those websites, and so they didn't. You know, I had no idea they were making a second Austin Powers until I saw that trailer, and it just like, oh my god, that's awesome. And the sh- and the series just got I mean better I think Goldmember might be the weakest of the three but it had a lot of funny jokes in that too yeah it's probably the weakest out of the three but it had some of the funniest moments too especially because of Mini Me oh my God Vern Troyer is like genius when they when they do the fun is it the third one where they do the song yes when they're in jail yeah but like he defects and, and starts working with Austin Powers right like they, he starts well, like dressing do. like him yeah yeah you find out it's his brother yeah. <laughs> spoilers <Yeah. laughs> Dougie or whatever <laughs> I'm Dougie <laughs> and of course they introduce uh what is it as his dad um Michael Caine oh yeah so fucking great that was pretty genius but Goldmember himself was really fucking lame um, yeah, he was, a, he was not. He was he a was character from good. Saturday Night Live. He was not as good as because uh, Fat Bastard was the second creation. Oh of the second yeah, movie. yeah. Um, he tried to top Fat Bastard, no, and he just can't do it. No. Although at the very end of Gold Member, when Fat Bastard showed up and he was all skinny, he's like, "My neck looks like a vagina." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I mean, "He's all eating Subway like Jared." You know, he got all like skinny and shit. Uh, didn't Jared become like a pedophile or some fucking shit? <laughs> Yeah, let's not segue into that. That stuff. is sad shit. What a moron. What a, a golden ticket. 
You have you're making millions of dollars off Subway, and you like look at child stuff. That's horrible. Fucking dick, burning hell. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know why I went there, but um, Austin Powers is the anti-Subway, anti-Jared. But um, so uh, this episode is brought to you by Subway. Subway. <laughs> Jared, who we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome, Subway. Yeah. <laughs> We're never getting any other spokes model ever again. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I think the best like Subway commercial I saw was like in Happy Gilmore. We needed to make that. He needed to make that extra. That money. was when those dumb fucks were still cutting the sub. The, the bread all fucked up. Oh, I hated that. They cut that little strip off the top. Yeah, that's why I stopped. Like I went into. <laughs> I I never knew that they did that. And then I went into a subway once. I was working. I was like, oh, this is the only thing here. I didn't want anything else. So the guy gives me the sandwich. I'm like, what are you doing to my bread? <laughs> Why He's aren't like, you cutting the bread in half, you dick? Yeah. I'm like, why are you cutting a triangle out of the top? He's like, that's how we cut it here. I'm like, why? 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 And I don't even, and that was the, that was the last time I ate from them. I hate so, it because when you ate, to, yeah. you'd ate the sandwich, you didn't have a top after like two bites. I mean, seriously, if you didn't cut it into a perfect triangle, like the shit was going everywhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember a commercial like from them that says like Subway? Now we're cutting the bread right. Like, <laughs> That'd be a great commercial right now. Uh, well, no, it's twenty or fifteen years. Well, too when late, did they but, start cutting it right? Like right? I, I don't know because for the longest I stopped time I stopped going there. Yeah. I just saw the way I'll, they cut here, bread. Here's how like, fucking traumatic that is. Know. Here's how traumatic that was to me. I still remember what I bought. Really? Yeah, it was a grill. It was a chicken. It was a grilled uh, Philly cheesesteak chicken. <laughs> uh, chicken cheesesteak. This shit fell out. Yeah, like, instantly. Yeah, I fucking. I'm like, I can't even put. You have okay. You have a loaf of bread, and they just slice a thin layer of the top off, and that's the top. And they put the sandwich on it, and they put the top back on it. And they it's did. like this little sliver. You're like... That's as close <laughs> to anybody trying to reinvent the wheel as you'll ever come. I mean, Wendy's made square hamburgers, but at least that fucking made sense. Like, I mean, it's different and cool, but... Yeah, because you, you could put it on white bread. <laughs> it's like, let me fuck up your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like if you're if you're like if you're not Subway because it's like a hoagie roll, and you you go to places where there's like a diner where they serve sandwiches like on like two pieces of toast. Yeah, and instead of putting like the the meat and stuff on the inside, they put it on the outside and the bread's on the inside. Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> well, that's how we make sandwiches here. Yeah, like that was like the equivalent that's, of Subway saying that's how we cut the bread here. That's how we, that's how we fuck you. I mean, that's how we cut the bread like, here. That's how, that's how we cut the bread here. That's what how the, we make money. Want to make something of it? Like that's how we do it here. That's why we only charge three three bucks. That's now why. we charge you six dollars. Yeah, because we doing cut it the bread right, right. way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, 
There's a, there's a tagline it's like, for you. Have it, like, <laughs> I'm now I'm thinking of like Burger King. Have it your King. way, but more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Burger King is like, have it your way. Right. And then like, it's Subway would be like, Subway, you're having it my, my way. way. <laughs> <laughs> which, which my way means I'm going to cut a triangle out of the top of your bread. And try to convince you that this is this is every everybody in five years everybody's going to cut their bread like this. Do you remember that uh, that Seinfeld with the Snickers bar? No, no. And like so, so like I think the, the Elaine was working for this old man, and uh, she gave him like a Snickers bar or something like that, and he started. Uh, I think he cut it like with a with the knife. <laughs> And then, like, and then I think Elaine did it, and then like everyone saw them do it, and pretty soon, like everywhere you went, people were like cutting a Snicker bar and eating it with a fork. I was like, Fuck! I think Subway was really trying to have that little sliver catch on. It's like this is the way to make sandwiches. Really, yeah. this is the cool way to do it. No, dude, it wasn't fucking cool. You had t- two bites, and that sliver was gone, you know and your food was falling out. You would have really impressed me if like. <laughs> If they fucking cut the bread like uh, <coughs> like you're making a fucking eclair and then shove the meat in that <laughs> <laughs> Like they rolled up all your shit and they <laughs> shoved <laughs> it in there. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Because that would mean I, that would mean nothing would fall out. That would be nothing fall and I would be like respect, dude. And I would I, I was I would have never stopped eating that subway. <laughs> yeah, like I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like two different it's like two different sales meetings, right? One guy's like, I got a great idea. idea. Let's just cut the top off the bread. The fuck are we gonna do that for, Jerry? I, I'm, I'm now saying that the guy who came up with his yeah. name is Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, you fuck. The fuck are we gonna do that, Jerry for her? He's like, Well, I think it'll catch on. <laughs> Why? Because nobody's doing it. It's or the a good idea. Or the other meeting was like <coughs> I got an idea. Let's drill a fucking hole through the middle of this goddamn bread, <laughs> roll this shit up like toilet paper, and shove it through the sandwich. <laughs> Nothing will ever fall out. Todd, now that's a fucking that's good idea. A good Jerry, idea. fucking listen to Todd. Your <coughs> stupid cutting bread idea. Listen to Todd, Jerry. You're fucking fired. Well, what do we do with the middle of the bread pieces? I don't know. We'll make croutons out well, of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> call it. The, oh no. Call we'll, it the cleaner. We'll rebake. We'll rebake them and like we'll sell them as like uh, like, like pretzels, baguettes, baguettes <laughs> <laughs> the size of like a fucking marker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> How do they know? Also, like whenever you order a sandwich, they take. I mean, they, they just grab shit and put it on there. I'm like, is there like a method there? Because sometimes it's there more, is now. Sometimes it's less. There is now. They put lettuce in there, and I'm like, that's not enough lettuce, dude. You need to put a little bit more. And they're, they look at you like, <laughs> they look like at you like, fucking, they look hey. at you like, hey, I'm gonna fucking cut your bread the old way. If yeah, you don't knock it I'm the getting fuck paid up. seven dollars an hour, asshole. <laughs> to leave me alone. <laughs> it's almost like nobody talks about Subway's like sword past with that fucking bread cutting incident. <laughs> Talked about it nausea for like fifteen minutes. I just said sword past about their bread cutting. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jared just happened. <laughs> oh my god, that is like a, a a thorn in their ass, man. That I mean, what do you? I, I don't know. I guess right after that, you're like, hey, all our sandwiches are half off. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to make them less, less look like dicks. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, they go from the bread cutting thing to, to Jared. I mean, are you trying to go, like, are you trying to fucking close your business down? You know, <coughs> I remember seeing that guy at the time. And he was talking about how that's all he ate was with the sandwiches all the time. And that's why he lost all the weight. And then Saturday Night Live did this sketch with Jimmy Fallon. And it's called Sub Shack. He's all, come to Sub Shack. And it's, he's playing Jared, but he's like ultra fat again. <laughs> he's like, I went to Sub Shack to put, up, put some weight back on. And he's like completely huge. And like you see the kind of, they're slapping like just gobs of mayonnaise. And like <laughs> all this shit on there. It's like a huge sandwich. You couldn't do that to the way Subway used to cut their sandwiches. No. <laughs> you can barely, I think that's a money-making thing. You, you take a little sliver off you don't you can't put as much food in there and it fucking falls out it was so annoying you know it's like it's like it's like giving you a pizza with barely any cheese on it or something like that and you take one bite and the whole cheese comes off i give you the pizza but then it's before i hand you the pizza in the box i flip it upside down (laughs) i give it to you i rip the top layer off yeah all the cheese gets stuck in fucking cardboard Turn it upside down and and shake it. (laughs) And you're just left with like (laughs) bread with tomato sauce on it. (laughs) Pizza our way. That's how Pizza Hut used to serve their pizzas. It comes with forks and spoons. See, Jerry's like, I got a great idea, Pizza Hut. He's like, before we give it all these different fast food joints. Fucking Jerry like, sucks at his job. It's like he's like he's like, oh, I got a great idea. I'm gonna pizza when we deliver the pizzas. Right before we give it to him, we'll flip it upside down so the so the cheese sticks to the cardboard. And we give him and we give him forks and spoons. So here, here you go. Then we just high five him on the way out. Yeah, high five the pizza board. So there you go. Um, Oh, if that Why are we going to do that, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking fired. And then he, you know, then he goes over to McDonald's, and they're like, hey, "Or they create? That's really bad." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's probably the McRib inventor or something. Oh, the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> you know that every time the McRib comes out, people flock to McDonald's. Yeah, they're like, "Oh my!" It's not even real ribs, folks. No. It's like fucking. It's literally in a mold <laughs> to make it look like ribs. Because like, if you actually bite into ribs like that, there's bones, there's supposed, bones. supposed to be there. It's like a that's gelatinous. How, <laughs> that's how stupid McDonald's thinks those consumers are. It's like, well, if you're gonna have a McRib sandwich, you would have like you know riblet cuts or whatever. You know, no, no, no. We'll just put them in a mold. But Jerry, won't people think that it's a not real rib meat? Jerry's now at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Third job, but this one actually, this one stuck. This one stuck for <laughs> yeah. a while. Yeah, it's still sticking because, like, it's it's literally like it like, looks like because like a, a, a hamburger, right? Hamburger is like you know you're gonna get it round, so it doesn't you, you don't think it's something different, right? Even though you know it's not like grade A beef, you know, <laughs> it's still like the shape that it's supposed to be in, right? The, the McRib 
is in a shape like there should be bones inside of right. it. Right, it's like a Play-Doh but there's mold. no bones, and they're just like, oh, 100 percent pork. You're like, no, it's not. Like Jerry was was at home with his kid. His kid's playing with Play-Doh and putting this mold, and he's like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's just put no. gelatinous. First, Jerry's like Jerry Junior. That does not. Jerry, he's like Jerry Junior. If you show me a fucking car that looks like that, I'll give you a thousand dollars. And then he's like, oh, look, that kind of looks like ribs. <laughs> you just pour it in there. And then, yeah. There you go. It hardens, and there's your ribs. And then what is Good it? Good job, Jerry. They get like the shitty barbecue sauce that's from probably the packets of uh, McNugget barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. And then there's like two pickles and like two pieces <laughs> of onion. <laughs> yeah, it's it, people go ape shit. People go ape shit over that. It, or like, dude, you know, we just went on a twenty-minute rant about fast food. <laughs> We're talking about Austin Powers, <laughs> fucking Jerry. <laughs> uh, we got to talk more about Jerry. And that his, should be a movie. Ascension. They the just made the founder. Yeah, the founder. <laughs> just call it Jerry. And uh, Jerry had his great ideas yeah. through fast food time. Where were we on Austin Powers? <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't fucking know, man. Uh, <laughs> so in closing, Austin Powers is funny. <laughs> go, go to Subway. We don't cut. We don't cut the bread like that anymore. <laughs> Come to Jared Who? <laughs> we got him, folks. We put him in jail. We got him off the street for yeah. you. Uh, that was our ploy. We hired him and then, and then caught him and threw him in jail. Uh, Oh my god, that's hysterical! Go see Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is uh, <clears throat> this is going to be an ongoing segment called uh, "Chew on This Reminisces." And so about fast food, <laughs> about about <laughs> about fast food uh, reminisces. And we'll choose you know periodically movies from here and there. If you guys out there are our whole two or three listeners. Uh, want us to reminisce stuck on a with movie. Us, yeah. If you stuck with us to that whole fast food thing, like, bless you, because I wouldn't have done it. Right. Like, who the, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Who the fuck is Jerry? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, God. You know, there was a time in 1999 where I went to so many fast food restaurants because... George Lucas, I got to make it nerdy again, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> but George Lucas signed a billion dollar like uh, deal with with Pepsi, and Pepsi owns like Pizza Hut and uh, I think I think KFC. I don't remember. It was a bunch of different ones, bunch of different um, conglomerates. Doritos. I mean, they own all that shit. And Phantom Menace came out with these cups. It was like a cup, and then and then the the top of the cup would be the character, and they were exclusive to to different. Restaurants, so you had to go to Pizza Hut to get Anakin or Sebulba or some shit like that. And I remember, like, because I was a huge Star Wars nerd, and the merchandise was just come, going out all over the place. I remember I had to go to all those places. I got every single one of those fuckers, every single one, and then it ended up consequently selling them later on. I think I kept Darth Maul and some other shit, some other one, but um, I don't even know why I talked about that. I think it's like I think because the the toys are kind of a joke. When it comes to like fast food stuff, but um, anyway, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I did have you know uh, McFarland Toys. They signed on with McFarland McFarland Toys the uh, for Austin Powers two, 
and I had all those. Uh, yeah, I had all those figures. figures. McFarlane toys are always really good. Though. Yeah, and then the third one signed on with this they're more third like party they're not really sheet. toys though. No, they're more like uh, like, models. like like collector yeah. items and stuff like that. But anyway, <laughs> so this is an ongoing segment. Chew on this reminisces in this particular episode. The very first one is chew on this reminisces on Austin Powers. So anyway. That was uh, Chew on This Reminisces and uh, <laughs> Reminisces on Subway, uh, cutting the bread. Now, this is Chew on This Reminisces. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs> <laughs>